0: I'm Dr. Amy Bader. And I'm Dr. Renee Rosenfeld. Welcome to Be Natural, a place to come for the latest buzz in natural medicine. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Be Natural Radio. I'm Dr. Renee Hubka. And I'm Dr. Amy Vader, And we have the lovely and beautiful and angelic Charlotte DuPont today on. She wears many hats. She has had a very interesting and amazing um, health and healing journey of her own, and she is also a human design coach, photographer, and she just wears many hats, and she's just fabulous and amazing. So we wanted to have her on today. Um, hi, Charlotte. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for having
1: me. I'm so excited to be here. This you is are. really exciting. I love um, following both of you, ladies, and I'm so honored to be on the podcast today.
2: Well, we are just. We're we feel so, the same way. Yeah, we're so. Awesome. I feel like we're gonna learn so much from you today. Yes. So awesome. Yes.
0: And um, Charlotte's also expecting. So congratulations. I'm so excited <laughs> for you. Thank you. I'm so so excited. Really yeah. time. Yeah. How you, and how are you feeling with everything? I feel great. For those
1: of you who are listening, I I may be a little out of breath at times because baby's pushing on my lungs. I've got about five weeks to go, and overall, I feel fantastic. Um, I'm just, you know, starting to wind down a little bit mm-hmm. um, and get a little bit more tired, and 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 I'm starting to really enter into that, um, you know, more cerebral portal of preparing to birth a child. Um, so it's it's definitely intense as well.
2: Mm-hmm. Amazing, what yeah. So happy for you, so I want to hear all of you. I find you fascinating. So tell us your story. Awesome. Um,
1: so you know, one of the reasons I think that we all agreed that I would be a good fit for this podcast um, is just because I've had a very long and complex healing journey, um, and it's been full of both. You know, utilizing holistic health and nutrition and lifestyle, as well as emotional healing and um, kind of all sorts of avenues for healing. Um, but my healing journey really started actually around the age of 10, 11, when I lost my mom to cancer. She died of both. Um, lung and breast cancer. She was an extremely healthy and vibrant person. Um, she was an artist. Now growing up, I see a lot of myself in her. But, um, you know, after her passing, um, you know, I was about 11 and um, that propelled me into becoming very conscious at a very young age of, you um, life and death and sickness and all sorts of things. You know, I was propelled into this new experience as an 11 year old of dealing with grief for the first time, which I had no idea how to conceptualize. Um, But as an 11 year old, um, you know, I went through a lot of trauma, not just following losing my mom, but, um, you know, some stuff with my dad getting remarried and and everything that kind of followed in the tracks of losing my mom. Right. And I started to get sick. I, I started to notice that um, my health was different than my friends. Um, I had some odd habits that were forming. I started using food as a way to feel good, um, in the beginning, because it was a connection point with my mom who loved to cook and left me essentially her book of recipes. Um, but also it started to become like a coping method of, of -hmm. feeling really good when I eat delicious food. And so really that's where my healing journey started. And it's, it's, um, you know, carried on. I'm now 27 years old. So it's been about 17, 16, 17 years since I lost my mom. And, um, I feel like at this point I've moved through almost everything. Um, (laughs) That I could have gone through as far as um, dealing with health problems like, um, you know, addiction to exercise. I was on Adderall for almost a decade that seriously impacted my nervous system. I, um, you know, was a competitive athlete, but that led to immense adrenal fatigue. I also, um, dealt with a concussion and post-concussive syndrome that I had to heal from, which really altered my gut biome. Um, and really, you know, after a really hard, um, you know, adolescence into teenage years, dealing with a lot of, um, you know, both physical and emotional issues, um, I got very sick. I kind of hit a breaking point at the age of I must have been twenty two. This was in twenty fourteen when I graduated from college. About a month before I graduated from college, I had been a D one um, scholarship athlete at the University of Oregon, playing tennis for the Ducks.
2: Uh, oh wow! Yeah. And I-
1: Amazing. yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, a big part of my life that I think, um, is totally in the shadow now and not something that I'm really involved with anymore was, um, elite athletics Wow. And that's a that's a big way that I coped with a lot of my stress. It was a way for me to um, kind of move through a lot of the stress and distract myself. Um, but in those last four years of college, I was really medicating with Adderall to keep my energy up because I just had no energy at all. And I had been on stimulants for a long time. Um, that probably started around age 14. And, and looking back, what was going on there was that I was... In complete distress as a teenager. I had lost my mom. There was very little support. Um, no pointing fingers at anyone. My dad did the best he could, but I had very little support in dealing or in identifying with all of this grief that I was carrying around, um, you know, grief from losing my mom and and having that experience of motherhood. Uh, and so that manifested as distraction, right? Which was then um, uh, Adderall was used to medicate that. And so I really drove my nervous system into a whole um, playing tennis at the U of O, also balancing, you know, a full academic schedule. So May 2014 rolls around and I had been sick many years at this point. Um, It had just been masked. You know, I was, I was symptomatically showing with a puffy face with um, really severe cystic acne, like even purple hyperpigmentation in my skin, um, chronic joint pain. And like, I'm 22 years old, you know, Um, chronic fatigue, absolutely like sleeping 12 to 14 hours a day if I could. Mood swings, emotional highs and lows, all sorts of like classic autoimmune issues and symptoms. Um, and May 2014, um, I'm in, in a routine doctor's women's health appointment and, um, you know, she feels my thyroid and she's like, you need to get in to see or you need to get in to have an ultrasound immediately because... Your thyroid is huge, and I think it might be a tumor. And that was like a little bit of a rock bottom moment for me, or absolutely a rock bottom moment for me, because I had also been carrying around all this anxiety of getting cancer and becoming sick, just like my mom. Because in childhood, before the age of eleven, we're so permeable. You know, our our experience with our parents shapes our reality. And so in my head, what I had integrated was my mom got sick, therefore I'm going to get sick and so i find out like oh my gosh what a tumor i freak out um and i i dismissed it i was like you know i didn't want to face it i was um at the time creative directing like our um capstone magazine at our school through the journalism program um i was about to graduate it was it was an exciting time and i didn't want to confront this really scary thing it was triggering a lot of my deep seated fears And, you know, after about a month, Colleen, this doctor, called me at least every four days saying, Charlotte, I still have seen that you haven't been in to get an ultrasound. This is really serious. And I really thank her for just being so vigilant in in staying on my back and, and really, you know, forcing me to like go get this ultrasound, Um, so I go in, get the ultrasound done and it's not a tumor. It's just a goiter, right? Um, but it's a big goiter. So I go ahead and, you know, prior to this, I had been, um, an elite athlete. I was very into paleo, um, whole 30, all of that, you know, great nutrient dense, um, eating approaches. Um, I had been interested in nutrition since I was like 11 or 12 You know, when I first convinced my dad to let me um, go see a dietician just because I really wanted to learn from a young age why I wasn't feeling good, Um, like why I didn't feel good in my own body. And so, you know, I had spent that whole month waiting to get that ultrasound done. Like, okay, I probably have autoimmune disease. This is what I think I have. Um, I was really familiar with autoimmune. i had also been training in CrossFit, so I was really exposed to the paleo world. Anyways, I go see Colleen. She, you know, does my blood tests or whatever. A week later, she calls me into her office and she's like, yep, you have Hashimoto's. And by the way, um, your antibodies are like over 1,200. Um, We've got a lot of work to do. And so that next day, I immediately switched from being strict paleo to um, following the autoimmune protocol. Mm -hmm. And since then, honestly, my life has been so beautiful, filled with such dark and light moments. But to have some clarity for me around what was going on, you know, I'm not going to say it's been an easy journey. And there have been many rock bottoms since, you know, May 2014. So what it's been, you know, over five years now um, that I've been really able to identify this this new healing path. And things absolutely got worse before they got better, 100%. I've been bedridden. I've had immense debilitating anxiety and depression, um, so many things. But I am in the best health of my life now because of the holistic approach I've taken to um, healing my body. And, and that goes beyond nutrition. It goes beyond um, lifestyle changes. It's, it's also inclusive of really connecting with my authentic spirit and soul and purpose here, as well as, um, you know, really doing a deep dive of, um, Confronting my grief head on—that's that was just weighing on me. And when I look at other people in my life that went through the same thing um, of of losing someone dear to them, family members included, you know, I I can see how how much unresolved grief creates um, immense distress in our bodies, and and I recently saw a really beautiful quote about grief. And it's really like grief comes about when you have so much love to give, but no one or nothing to give it to. Yeah. And I think loss creates that. Um, and and that is a, a – <laughs> that is as, like as long as that was, that's the short story of, you know, the last almost two decades of my life. Um, yeah. Wow. That's a lot. That's- I'm just catching my breath for a second.
0: <laughs> no, catch away. No. Charlotte, that's so beautiful and amazing of you to share that with us. And um one thing I did want to say, and I, I'm sure you know this, but I don't know if our listeners do, in naturopathic medicine and holistic healing, the thyroid is the guardian of emotions. Mm-hmm. So it makes so much sense that your grief was showing up in your thyroid because at 11 years old, like how did you have the tools or the ability to process it fully at that time? You know, um, it was a trauma. It was so shocking. Absolutely.
1: And, and my caretakers were also dealing with their own trauma. So they weren't really available to support that path. Um, and so it's been an unraveling and, and a leaning into grief. And and I didn't actually know that, um, what you just shared, but right. I have always um, kind of felt and through my own discovery. And of course, I think, um, you know, energetically, I've attracted a lot of people into my life that also have thyroid issues. Right. Um, but it, it's really interesting because my own personal theory is that um, a lot of people with thyroid issues are have definitely have wounds and emotional work to do around their relationship with either their mother or their father uh, or yeah. some clearing to do. And I find that even to be true in my human design readings, a lot of people, I connect with a lot of people with autoimmune disease and, um, you know, a lot of people with thyroid issues are dealing with a, um, you know, strained or lack of relationship, especially with mother. Um, so I don't know the specifics or the science or anything like that around that. That's just my experience and what I've witnessed and obviously, um, kind of what I've talked to people about, but that's really interesting that you share that, yeah, uh, that,
2: that I've actually told my medical students to look for that kind of thing. When we have someone come with thyroid issues to talk about relationship with their parents, particularly their mom. Mm-hmm. So yes, I've seen <laughs> this so many times, particularly between the ages of like, four, five, six, seven, eight, because mm-hmm. that's when the thyroid is in its kind of height of development. There's typically something there, but probably any age in childhood could impact that gland. Absolutely.
1: Interesting. And, and around eight was when my mom started getting sick. So that's oh, when that. I was like sitting next to her as she was getting chemo and oh, all gosh. of that. So that's just really, really
2: interesting. Um, yeah. That's mm-hmm. incredible. So kind of like, we would love to hear
0: more about kind of going through, you know, how you shifted, you know, your, the way you nourish yourself and the way you live your lifestyle, like every day and the, your spiritual practice. Like we'd love to hear kind of those details a little bit.
1: Absolutely. Um, so there's a lot there and I'm just thinking about where to start. Um, You know, so since that moment of diagnosis five years ago, oh my gosh, it it feels like it's been 10 years um, because of all the things that have been jam-packed into that. And I will say just quickly going back to what you were saying about grief and the the thyroid, which I think is going to be really beneficial for people to listen and hear because I think you know, at least when I started diving into healing autoimmune disease, um, there was less of a focus on energetics and Mm -hmm. energetic healing and more of a focus on like what you can do externally or internally as far as, um, you know, nutrition and lifestyle changes and making sure to rest more and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so I just think, first of all, um, I'm actually getting all turned around in my head. I'm not sure what I was going to say with that. Um, Oh, but I I guess I was going to say like, really in the last three and a half years um, is when I've, when I started to experience my best health. And part of that was that Right after hearing that I had thyroid disease and that my body was in immense distress and all of this stuff, I I dove right into healing through nutrition, which by the way, I'm a huge proponent of like baseline importance is to be feeding your body correctly. Now I'm a huge proponent that that looks different for everyone. Um, And that's where a lot of my human design knowledge comes in and um, that sort of stuff, which we'll get into. But after I found out I had thyroid disease, I I took a six-month stint in Portland, Oregon, where I moved with my then-partner, and i hit a little bit of a rock bottom there again this is like a theme in my life i totally hit rock bottoms i believe in them i think they lead to you know the balance of light and dark when we hit rock bottoms it's because something new is trying to birth itself and come through mm-hmm. um so i really love to encourage people to first of all lean into those times i know they are so hard and and almost wreck you um but i moved to portland i was you know, I started healing through the AIP diet, and I moved with my then partner, and um, I really started to take on the identity of being a sick person. Um, this is when I started Instagram. I think this is like 2014. This is when I launched a profile all about my eating and healing journey. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think I started that maybe a little sooner, but around that time, timelines are hard. It's all all over the place. Um, mm-hmm. But we moved to Portland. We didn't have a strong community. We didn't know anyone. I had fully taken on the role of sick person, right? I have autoimmune disease. My body is unwell. And guess what happened? I got so much more sick, um, spiraled out of control, started, you know, kind of well, yeah, like going, tr- trying to like look externally to doctors and all sorts of things about like, what is going on? Um, I isolated myself. I was probably oversleeping, you know, taking the the whole rest thing a little too seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't have any life purpose other than being sick. It was a really hard time. And my partner of five and a half years, um, he was Danish, his visa expired. And, um, he moved back to, um, Europe and about a month later, he ended up breaking up with me. So Mm -hmm. even more than that rock bottom I was in that spiraled Mm -hmm. into a whole new level of being extremely depressed, you know, looking at my own human design, which I know we'll get into, um, I'm a split definition. Like I find wholeness in a partner now that can, um, create some, you know, just like red flags around being aware of codependent patterns. But, um, you know, I, I love being in partnership. I felt that he had been my rock through all of this. And then to have him also pull away just sent me into this even deeper spiral where I got even more sick. And so You know, I pulled myself out, which I always am able to do out of these kind of low cycles. Which, again, looking at my own human design chart, now I know I'm an emotionally defined person. So I do swing high and low. That's part of my chemistry, that's part of my physical experience in the world. Long story short, I moved to Copenhagen, Denmark, um, a city that was really inspiring to me. And I ended up spending about two years there. And I'm, I'm skipping a lot of details that aren't necessarily important other than I pulled myself out of this depression in Portland and followed my, my kind of like authentic call, my soul calling. And it was telling me that, um, I needed to go to Denmark. And by the way, my, my ex had was living in the UK at the time. We were totally not in connection anymore but I was so inspired by Denmark and the aesthetics and actually the gluten free culture and the food culture and all of that. Um, and so I go there and that was again, one of the hardest times in my life, but most beautiful. It literally, uh, broke my heart into a thousand pieces and I had to put it back together again. And what I realized was going through this breakup with my partner, um, Actually broke my heart open so that I could finally grieve losing my mom. Oh, wow. Up until that point, I couldn't even talk about my mom without um, tearing up or getting really emotional or just not wanting to talk about it or share share about it at all because I had shame around it. I don't even looking back and like, why did I have shame around losing my mom? That's so interesting, but uh, you know. It broke my heart open and I think it's important for people who are in grief to realize that if if you're going through a really hard process of grieving um a good sign that you're not quite through it is if it's still hard for you to talk about if it's still bringing up emotion like i'm in a really strong and empowered place where i'm like i miss my mom so much i wish she was here i'm going through these incredible life transitions i i you know have a a baby in my belly and she's not here and it's sad but um you know i love her and i miss her and i i know that she's with me in spirit um in fact i think this very baby is channeling through um you know with the help of her i i knew that i was meant to have a baby girl um wasn't necessarily ready i'm i'm not <laughs> in a traditional partnership meaning i'm not married um but i knew this baby wanted to be with me and so really that experience of going to denmark and having my heart broken it laid the foundation for me to surrender into grieving my mom and in august 2016 i got an intuitive download um that it was time for me to leave. I had completed what I needed to do. Now, one thing about my experience in Denmark was that when I was 18 years old, uh, my partner at the time and I went to his countryside town to visit his mom. And that is where I had my first um, mystical experience connecting with my mom and wow. it was um you know almost unexplainable i was standing in a field and um for the first time i felt her presence and this is like just maybe a month or less after i turned 18 wow my first time traveling um you know with a partner or alone technically um and i'm standing in the field and i just it was like a golden field of tall um beautiful grass and a church and um an old abandoned church that was just like in this field. And I just felt it was that sunset felt this glowing presence from my mom. And it was this reassurance of like, I'm with you no matter what. And it took me a while to integrate that, but that was my first true spiritual experience. You know, um, I wasn't, She was highly spiritual, my mom, highly intuitive, beautiful spirit, Um, but I wasn't necessarily raised with religion, Um, but really I consider myself highly spiritual now. Um, and, And it was that experience that really showed me that there are other realms, there is energy that we can't see, and this physical reality is not everything.
0: Totally, 100%. Yep. That's so cool. that's a lot. I hope it's okay. I'm like, I oh, mean there's, there's to share. We're just silent because we're just so <laughs> we're so loving this and just hanging on it everywhere. This is great. This
2: is great. Oh, so glad. <laughs> I feel like it really helps people to hear that other people have been through journeys too. Like I you know, sometimes when a patient comes in they'll start talking about what's troubling them and they they feel so alone in it you know mm-hmm. and I'm like no everybody has this stuff i hear these stories a lot and they're like there's almost a relief in that like knowing that people go through these things and like in your case it's manifested into something really beautiful like you're mm-hmm. you're sharing your gifts with the world and you're going to bring this beautiful baby into the world so well, the cycle of life can be a bitch sometimes <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless absolutely yeah Yeah.
1: And I, I'm really all about that. Like, I think that sharing experience and a big part of why I wanted to come on this podcast and share a little bit about specifically my healing journey, which of course includes human design at this point in my life, um, is because, you know, years ago I started blogging about all of this. And once I healed, I didn't really feel called to Blog anymore. It was funny. I felt called to blog when I was going through really, really hard times. Um, it was kind of
0: like I was one of your early followers.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and it was a refuge for me. It was like a, a place to unload and and find people who were also going through that. And when I got better, um, I started like being really present in my life. And so I didn't you know, end up blogging as much. And what's happened is that, um, I feel a little bit like, uh, I've left a lot of my audience hanging like, okay, like your life looks amazing now because you, you're healthy and you're vibrant now. How did you get there? And right. so I, I feel really grateful to have the opportunity to share a little bit about my path and like how at this point I've gotten here, you know?
2: Yeah. Um,
1: so I'm just really grateful for this opportunity.
0: Um,
1: We are so happy to have you. Um, yeah. Um, we would love. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna kind of launch into like what's been going on the last three years as far as um, healing. But if as long as that sounds good,
0: yes, that sounds good. And then we want to jump into human design when after that. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So that's so human design really enters the picture um, within these last three years. Perfect. So essentially August, you know, 2016, I, I moved back to Oregon, which is my heart. It's my heart place. It's my, um, it's where I feel most relaxed and at peace and where I feel that my spirit can settle down because I'm definitely a highly sensitive person. Um, so I just get overstimulated really easily. Uh, I knew cities weren't really where I wanted to land and I also felt, because since age 11, I've been, um, let's see, um, homeless isn't the right word because I had homes, but I didn't have a home in the context of a nurturing environment where I could truly let my nervous system relax after all of that, um, loss, you know, so I, Right. really was dead set on like grounding out finding a home I'm a Gemini with an Aquarius moon um, I'm a highly cerebral person and I knew that in order to continue healing which you know I knew was important for my nervous system I needed to find my own home mm-hmm. so long story short I moved to Bend Oregon. And Bend is a really funny place because um, a lot of people talk about the volcanic energy and the ley lines here. Um, it's a it's a funny town um, and feels really spiritually connected. And um a lot of people will say, like, if you're meant to be here, then everything will work out. And if you're not, it's gonna be really rough for you and you'll oh. kind oh. of like <laughs> grapple with the energy of this volcanic energy.
2: Wow. But,
1: yeah, it's super interesting. And it's like, just living here is wild because you know, just the connections and the serendipity and how ironic sometimes it is when you're running into people in town, it's just a funny place. But for me, everything worked out. Like when I got here, I got, um, was connected with an incredible home. I got my dream car, um, my work exploded, but most importantly, I was able to settle in for the first time in my life and my nervous system just chilled out. And I kid you not, within two months of being here, um, I started to see rapid um uh, healing. Um, and of course, I think that, like, yes, I had been doing so much work, but once I allowed my nervous system to decompress, it was like I had lost the 25 pound thyroid puff. If you guys know what I'm talking about, totally. um, yep. All my act, I had dealt with acne my entire life from like 12 to 20, 25 or something, um, or 24, however old I was, like cystic. Wow. Um, purple scarring on my neck, like just horrible joint pain, um, all sorts of stuff. Like I had a really chronic joint pain in my ankle long story short, I get here and like just suddenly the weight kind of just like disappeared. And I, I arrived at my ideal weight. I had never felt better in my body. My chronic joint pain went away. Um, I haven't had a, a, a a skin issue since being here um, yeah. you know, for the last three years, I haven't had a single breakout, which is like shocking for me to even still acknowledge, um, you know, I, a lot of my food addiction issues, which was really just a coping method of feeling better and numbing out, um, disappeared. Um, by the way, I had been off. I, right when I found out I had Hashimoto's just so people know, and, and this isn't a. a Question that's left open. I took myself off of Adderall right when I found out I had um, Hashimoto's, and this is when I was like, what, 22, so in 2014. Wow. And so I hadn't been on that for a long time. Um, And so I just started feeling so good. And really that allowed me the space to do some more deep emotional work, to really get to know myself on a deeper level, to tap into my spirituality, to um, learn about um, channeling intuitive messages, to lean into that. Living in nature, living in bends, has really given me the space and opportunity to do that. And then really I find that such a huge part of healing and health and wellness is having a purpose and a passion and, and really diving into that. And, and I feel that my life is such a healthy balance of just feeling good and and wellness, as well as being really purpose-driven. Like there's a lot I want to do. And I have a lot of clarity on what those things are. And so my life is fun now. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, um, I'm able to settle in and, and it's Monday and I've, you know, got to snuggle with my kitty all morning, but I did work this whole past weekend. And so it's just this really nice balance of like, I am my own boss, having Hashimoto's and autoimmune disease, being a highly sensitive person with really inconsistent energy, which I now know I have through human design has allowed me to, and has forced me to create a life dynamic that, um. Is really enjoyable and serves my highest self. So part of the last three years has been that, but it's also been diving into this system of human design, which is the most incredible um, energetic profiling um, that I've ever come across. I so love that.
2: that's great.
1: Yeah, and 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 Renee knows I've read her chart, and I'm going to share um, both both of your charts and how how amazing you guys, um, match energetically. It's so interesting. I mean, this is a perfect partnership. Um, yeah, yeah, I love it. And I'm going to get more into that, but, um, you know, part of what I say is that, you know, human design helps me to heal the last 10, 15% of my health, because I, I feel I'm almost in perfect health now. Like I have no complaints. Um, you know, other than really needing to manage my energy because I am a projector in human design and therefore I just don't have consistent energy. But really like symptomatically, I feel fantastic. I've never felt better. Human design helped me to get there. It helped me to align with my highest self and understand myself and life purpose in the deepest way as well as to understand my energetic body. And, And so most of my work now is around Reparenting self worth, healing my inner child, um, and deconditioning back to my
0: authentic self. And that's why I resonate so deeply with you, is because I feel like you and I have both been going through that at the same time, which is so cool.
2: Absolutely.
0: Oh, and I just feel like we both, you know, connect and resonate on such a deep level in that space. And that's another reason why we wanted to have you on because it's such deep, important work that almost every human needs to do in their lifetime.
1: Absolutely. Every human needs to do it. And
0: I also love Renee, just
1: side note, um, astrologically we're like super compatible. Um, (laughs) Which I think is another reason that we're kind of magnetized towards each other or we just have an energy of knowing each other because you are Aquarius Sun, Gemini Moon, right? Mm -hmm. Is that true? Yes, yes. Yeah. And I'm going to be, you know, I'm Gemini Sun, Aquarian Moon. What are you, Amy?
2: Oh, what am I, Renee? Amy is a Capricorn
0: Sun, Aries. Oh, yeah, right, totally. You're a Virgo moon. Virgo, Virgo man. Virgo moon.
2: Yeah.
1: Ooh, and then I've got that Virgo rising, which. Okay. Virgo energy is so awesome. Super uh-huh. earthy, Amy. I That's love it.
2: Cool. Yeah, I'm grounded.
1: Yes, yeah, she That's
2: is. so great. Really yep. free, so we kind of balance each we other, do. Right? Yeah.
1: Yes. And I see that, like, looking at your chart, you've got your root center defined. You, you are super grounded, mega grounded, actually. And you probably ground Renee out a little bit, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah. Wow, for sure. Yeah, but someone has to do it, I right? mean, somebody's <laughs> got to do it.
1: <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, there signs, um, they need grounding people in their lives. So yes. I'm glad you guys have each other. Yeah. Um, but if you'd like, I would love to, um, you know, dive into human design. Is yeah. that does that feel like a good push? Oh, yes.
0: So excited! Yes, we we want our listeners and our audiences to hear all the things. So we're awesome. Ready. Yeah. Okay, so
1: human design. Um, I have always loved, and a, a, a point of connection for my dad and I um, has always been um, personality typing. So, I when I was like sixteen, I had an Enneagram coach, and he uses that in his own business. He's a coach for, um, you know, high profile. Um, Uh, CEOs in Silicon Valley. So he uses all of this, um, personality typing, which is funny because what I do is energy typing, right? Um, so human design is essentially, um, like it gives us insight into the energetic contract that each person's soul has made with the universe at the time of their birth. So that seems really esoteric. And, and it is in a way, you know, it's like what planetary energy were you imprinted with at the time of your birth? Um, human design is a combination of esoteric systems. So it, it combines Western astrology, the I Ching, the tree of life, the hexagram, which is so fascinating and archetype based. Um and, and then when you actually pull up your chart, and everyone can do this, by the way, just type into Google human design chart generator, type in your information, make sure if you're a PM um, birth time that you're using military time. So let's say you're born at 2 PM in the afternoon, like um, Renee, that's 14 o'clock in military time. Um, you know, what you're looking at, the visual dep- depiction is going to be your energetic body in alignment with the Hindu chakra system. So you've got a lot of really interesting um uh, esoteric systems combining to show us your chart and esen- and it essentially um uh, types you by energy. And so the importance of that is that human design is the system of differentiation. It says we are all different. This goes against baby boomer culture. that's like, Everyone needs to do this to be successful. Everyone needs to do this to be healthy. Human design says that's not true at all. We were all designed to be so different energetically, with different life purpose, with different design. And therefore, Renee, how you are going to thrive and operate in this world is very different than how Amy is. And that's very different than how I am. Mm -hmm. And so human design gives us like a guidebook for aligning with our highest energetic self. Who, who did we come here to be? And so another part of this is that essentially when we are born, we are whole perfect human beings. And as we move through life, especially those first 11 years, seven to 11 years, um, 11, if I'm being generous and seven, if, um, you know we're being conservative, um, you are highly conditioned by your parents, uh, your level of trauma that you've received, uh, the community that you are a part of, your experiences, um, who you're around, your friends, and the media that you're seeing. All of the, those aspects show us ways of being that aren't actually ours to integrate. Mm-hmm. And so when we look at our human design chart, And, you know, I have both Renee and Amy's up right now. Anywhere that you're white in your chart, that's where you're heavily prone to taking in conditioning, meaning operating from a place that's not actually your true self. And so the way I like to talk about um, kind of like open centers in human design, so any of these white shapes on your chart, is if like you were walking through a breezeway in allergy season with your energetic body anywhere you're white you're taking in a whole bunch of pollen and it's making you kind of sick um whereas anywhere that you're colored in you're strong you're you're totally good Uh, and so really human design is helping to align you with your highest self so that life can flow for you, so that it can be easy, Um, because that's all of our birthright. Like When we're fully in alignment, and both of you can think of times when you've just really felt in the flow or felt really good, that's because you're in alignment. You're honoring your highest self. And then those times where just nothing's working out for you, and you're trying to force stuff, and things feel energetically off, that's because we're operating from a not-self place meaning we're operating in ways that aren't actually true to us. Right. That's the quick little download of like, what is human design? And so when, even from a health perspective, when you align with your human design chart, Mm -hmm. um, and this was my experience when I finally aligned and found out I was a projector in human design, my whole life changed. Um, I knew that I had to, Um, understand this system and share it with people because it literally healed the last 15% of my health journey and experience. And yes, I'll be managing that for the rest of my life. But now I can really honor that. For example, as a projector, I uh, I, I have inconsistent energy. That means some days I wake up and I push and I am so vibrant. And other days I have no energy to give and I am the laziest person ever. And I just stay in bed all day. And guess what? That's okay. It's like completely <laughs> in alignment for being a projector. And so then settling into that personal rhythm of mine and understanding what it is. It's just it's changed my life. And there's no going back. It's also changed my partner's life and and the hundreds of people that I've now done chart readings with. Um, I, I really believe that it's changed their lives too. and and I know this because I've gotten the feedback um, yeah. of how much of an impact it's made for people. Uh-huh.
0: Um, actual Charlotte, like your readings are incredible.
1: Yeah. And it was amazing to connect with you, Renee. You know, you can probably relate like a lot of the readings, part of my job and my role, um, is to affirm you in what you already know. Right. Oh, exactly. A lot of information that, I shared with you are things that you know, but it's almost like we had to pull the rocks back and uncover the gold for you and say, yes, this is true. This is how you are. This is how you're meant to operate um, so that you can really settle into your authenticity.
0: Yes. It felt like you were just saying all the things I knew deep down, but you were giving me this beautiful permission to just be myself and not feel bad about it that's what was so empowering. I was like, wow, I can just be me and people will still love me for it. And I'll feel the best me I've ever felt. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it's so, so incredible the work you do.
1: Thank you so much. I love it. I'm so passionate about it. And um, yeah, it's just, it's so
0: transformative. Um, That's the best way in describing it. It's so transformative and empowering.
1: And it's a great tool. So I I do – I love astrology but I love human design even a little more because I I think that people walk away with tangible tools that they can integrate into their life um totally. and so do you do you ladies have any questions for me about that like any because I would love to just share about your charts if you're like excited to hear about that
0: <laughs> we're ready I think <laughs> I think we we get the foundation of it pretty well and we're ready to like give our audiences some examples to share. Yeah.
1: Okay. So um, I'm just going and, i'm pulling up your charts for you mm-hmm. and i i'm an open throat center in human design so i don't plan what i'm going to say and um when you when you have an open throat like amy does which is that white square in in the yeah. middle of your chart amy um oh i guess i have i do you have your charts pulled up or not necessarily yes, we do we have them pulled oh. up yeah Amazing amazing job. So when I see Amy's chart, she is an open throat center like I do. And and essentially, just what that means is that we're people who speak from our heart. Um, we don't plan if if you ever have done like a um, big talk or a speech in front of people, you're going to be one of those people that just wings it. And that's me. So that's what I'm, I'm just prefacing by saying, that's what I'm going to do right now. And I'm just going to kind of like free, free flow I'm, I'm
2: and channel better. the info like I it's it's better it's a better experience for everyone if I don't try and over plan something like that that's so bad sure but
1: but then like in contrast for Renee she actually really needs to plan out her thoughts and and like have a plan right Renee
0: absolutely or else I'll just you know say everything and not (laughs) I'll just go on tangents everything and nothing all at once probably I love it It helps my confidence. I just have to hone in on what Mm -hmm. I want to say so I feel,
2: so I feel. And that's like completely
1: valid. You know what I mean? It's, it's just in alignment with your own, um, you know, energy contract essentially.
2: Totally. Um,
1: So like, that's an example of um, kind of like some of the insights that you can gain. You both know that about yourself, but then, you know, for example, Amy, like we don't, people like us open throats. We don't need to be conditioned. We get to just settle into like, oh, I'm not a planner. Cool. You know, and really own that instead of resisting it and being like, oh, I have a speech. Everyone says you should plan your speech. And like that's one of the tangible cool tools of human design.
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: So um, you guys are both energy types within human design. You don't have the same energy type, but Amy is a generator generator. Renee is a manifesting generator. And those are very similar because you share a very important aspect in your chart, which is that red square that is, um, defined in your chart. That's your sacral. It's, it's, um, life force energy. Both of you have come here to make a huge contribution to every single day, make an energetic contribution to the world moving forward. What that means is that both of you wake up with a well of energy, both of you. And then in contrast with me, we are like energetically extremely different, um, because you do have consistent energy. You have this ability to wake up and essentially work. And when I use that word work, it doesn't mean, you know, the traditional sense of work. It's like, you have a large amount of energy to give to, um, contribute to the world moving forward, which is so beautiful. And a lot of, um, non-energy types like myself are a little bit jealous of, of that consistent energy that you carry because there's just less of a chance of getting, um, burnt out. In fact, at your healthiest and at your most vibrant, um, you should wake up with a well of energy every day and just kind of be a go-go person um, and then fall into bed exhausted, completely satisfied, and be able to do it again the next day. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. And when I hear a reaction like that, it's almost still shocking to me that people actually have that kind of Energy. Um, because, like, if I push it, push it, push it all day long as a projector and any other projectors listening, um, I'm like depleted the next day. I'm like, need to stay in bed and not see anyone for a while, you know? Um, I always just kind of get to like push, go, and repeat. And just like that's your birthright. You're here to make a big impact in the world. And so it's important that you do that every day. Um, Now, like I said, I do talk to a lot of women who are autoimmune or dealing with chronic or adrenal fatigue. Um, And honestly, I don't talk to a lot of generators or manifesting generators who feel like they have um, too much of like a debilitating Um, fatigue level or anything like that. But the key for generators or energy types in general, so this, I'm kind of doing a hybrid reading where I can like compare both of your charts and talk about both of you while also, um, you know, contrasting with the projectors, just so people who are listening can kind of get a feel for maybe like what they are and what their experience might be. Right. But really like if there's chronic fatigue or, or tiredness or just a lack of engagement happening for any type of energy type, meaning that man, gen or Jen. Then really what I encourage is having a check-in with yourself around like, okay, like what in your life is lighting you up? What's really getting you jazzed? What do you love? Maybe you love your job. You love this city where you live and you love going to the farmer's market, right? There are two macro things there and there's a micro aspect. Now, what in your life is not lighting you up? Also known as what in your life is draining you. Maybe you're in a toxic relationship and that's just draining so much of your energy. Um, It's really important for the generator to have check-ins and and to make changes um, when there are too many things in your life that are not lighting you up. In fact, you, both of you are going to be your most magnetic when your life is filled with things you love. And what I always share is like, yeah, we are human beings living in the physical realm. There are going to be things that um, we don't enjoy that we have to do. I always give the example of like bookkeeping and taxes for self-employed people. Like that yes. sucks in my opinion. I hate it. I hate uh, it. It's the worst. So <laughs> then it's like, okay, is there a way to outsource that to someone who maybe really enjoys it first of all? Um, or is or, or is the week of taxes just something we have to get through because we're human beings and we're living in this world and that's just part of being a human? Does that make sense? There are both things that you can change and there's things that you just have to accept, right? Right. Um, But really like having access to sacral life force, vibrant, magical energy as a generator is really based on making sure that most of those macro aspects in your life are – Things that are really lighting you up and that you're excited about because generators are here to be magical, to dance with the world, to have this really beautiful energy. Like that is why you have incarnated partially. There's many reasons. Um, but that's why you have that generator um, energy type.
0: Is that re- resonating with you guys? Yeah. Yes. I have a question though. Yeah. I would say like I used – there was a time in my life where – kind of similar to yours where I was literally in bed all the time and that was probably um, the first year or two of medical school and still going to school. But um, now I feel like my energy is pretty good, but it definitely waxes and wanes. Like I have to rest. Like I can't just go, go, go and not, you know, yeah, I will. Yeah. Yeah, I I love that first of all.
1: Yeah, and I that you're
0: bringing this up
1: because it's a great transitionary point. And actually, Amy, I'm curious to hear if that also resonates for you.
2: Yeah, there's definitely been times where I feel like I just really need more rest than I'm willing to give myself. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. And so one place that we can see that both of you require that in your chart and Renee for you a little bit more than Amy um, is in your emotional solar plexus definition. Yes, this has to do with both of you have come to this incarnation to experience the full spectrum of emotion. Now it's up to you to kind of think about like, how big is my spectrum do I swing you know you can swing high to low in a in a kind of you know yeah I have high high great days where I feel great and I'm feeling really really in the vibe and and my energy is great and all this and then there's days where I'm feeling a little lower and then the extreme of that is going to be like swinging from euphoria to um like depression, right? So, so there's a spectrum that both of you need to tune into and analyze like, okay, what is my spectrum?
2: (laughs) There's an aspect of, (laughs) what is it? That's just what we call Tuesday. (laughs) Totally.
1: (laughs) I love that. There's an aspect of starting to recognize and acknowledge that both of you, your emotions, and therefore, yes, your energetic body is operating on a wave. And that's not every human's experience, but both of you have incarnated to feel that. And so there's days where you're going to like want to just Go with the energy when you're feeling really good. Then flow with that and work with that energy. And then recognize that yeah, you're gonna have days where you feel lower. And it's not about being like, oh my god, why am I feeling low today? Or, you know, how can I get my energy up? Blah blah blah. It's about settling into that lower vibe and being okay with it. And being like, oh okay, this is a great day to um, take it a little easier, to settle in a little more, to maybe do things at home instead of needing to go out. And Renee, I'm going to even like double that up. Double that recommendation up for you specifically because you know, you've got that that second line, the hermit. Yeah. And so so That just shows us on top of being an emotionally defined person that you're going to need even more of that. You're going to need to honor that need to, you know, probably stay home some days, probably not see anyone some days, really relish in hermiting out. And so what's really interesting is like, yeah, um, you know. Your, I think your your emotional body and wave is going to be very connected to that energy. Therefore, now especially post Saturn return, right? Because you're, what, thirty one? Thirty one. Yep. Yep, thirty one. You're 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 past that first thirty years. So there's going to be more settling in for you. Absolutely. I
0: feel it. Does that too. answer your question? Yes, a hundred percent, and I totally see that with Amy and I. Like, she doesn't need as much rest as I do,
1: which you- makes sense. Like, Amy is the four six; it's such a vibrant, beautiful profile to have. Um, it's the oppor- opportunist role model. Whereas Renee, you're the you're the hermit um, opportunist.
2: Both <laughs> the- I'm sorry, just-
0: <laughs> it probably sounds bad. I'm a hermit <laughs> opportunist.
1: No, it's great. I love it. The fourth line is such a vibrant, magical line. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a very bubbly line. The fourth line can get along with just about anyone.
0: It's- oh, my God. 100%. 100%. Oh, that's, that's a fact. fact. Yeah, yeah. I love everyone. You have to give me like a really strong reason for me not to have love for you.
1: You got to do something bad. <laughs> And that's kind of like part of why you've incarnated here to have a really strong network, to be a really amazing friend. Relationships and community is really important to both of you. Amy, maybe even a little more than Renee. Um, Just because you have that second line, Renee, you need people to really seek you out and see you a little bit more than Amy. Um, It's a funny dynamic because, you know, obviously – I don't know. It's just, it's, and I, I mean, funny in the best way, like it's so kismet that you guys are working together. I'm really curious of how you guys even came together because look at your charts. They are so, so in resonance. Like what? First of all, you both are way like mega channelers. First of all, you're healers for sure. Um, both have your your spleens defined, that's to the left of the sacral. Both are, have immense emotional um, intelligence. But when we're looking at both of your charts, and I know not everyone can see this, but it's like, you share that your, your, your G-Center is defined, your heart's defined, your solar plexus is defined, your sacral's defined, and your spleen's defined. You both all share that. Yeah. Well, not- Amy's root is defined and Renee's is not. Yeah. But, but because Amy's root is defined and R- Renee's is not, it's creating a, um, a more cohesive chart. Meaning remember in the beginning when we were saying like Amy probably grounds Renee out quite a bit, that's because Renee's root center is really having an amazing effect on, um, uh, I mean, sorry, excuse me. Uh, did I say Amy? Amy's root center is having a really great effect on Renee's open root center right? and then vice versa. Miss like the planner, like someone who's who who really is great at speaking their mind and all of this. It's like Renee's throat center fills in Amy's lack of throat center.
2: So Mm -hmm.
1: so then, basically, what happens when we overlap both of your charts is that, um, seven of those nine centers are defined. And I, I love that because personally, I love seeing open head and Anja. Um, I think it's, it's actually like really beautiful when, when the um, top two centers of the chart are open, because yes, there are hard aspects in there, but if you can um, really focus on the the, there's light and shadow with every center in human design. So with the open head and the Anja, which you both share, that means you guys can be really creative and open and flowy and, um, really going back to that word creative and open-minded together versus one person mentally conditioning the other and then together as a team you guys can really drop into your healer your your channeling your intuitive side as a team it's just such an amazing partnership so really cool for you guys
2: yeah thank you we feel the same way It's pretty seamless when we're together. Yeah, I don't know if you know this, but Renee was my student in med school. So, and we did have very creative um, collaborations around patient care and it was really fun. Yeah, it was really great.
1: Amazing. I love that. And yeah, you guys can be creative and open-minded together Mm -hmm. and then like drop, drop into your inner knowing your um, gut instincts that are coming, you know, out when navigating, you know, whatever it is you're doing together. It's really cool. Um, so that being said, you both get downloads through your gut instinct. You know, that's one way that you channel information when you're an energy type is through your sacral. And that feels like gut instinct. It's this inner knowing, and it's really important to drop into that, um, to get out of your head when you're decision-making and into your sacral, right? Dropping out of your head and into your body, grounding out a little more. Amy may be a little bit more, um, you know, she may have a natural tendency to be a little better at this, you know, simply because she's an earth sign, Mm -hmm. because she has that defined root center versus Renee, who's highly cerebral air sign um, with an open root.
2: Does that make sense? Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And because I, you know, we've done a reading together and I have a little bit of a, deeper frame of reference than Amy does. It just makes so much sense. Like, yeah, it's great. This is so helpful.
1: I love it. It's so awesome. And then you both share that variable of, um, uh, thriving with lack of routine, actually. Um, that doesn't mean that, um, you know, there can't be consistency in your schedule, but there's a flow aspect between you two. There's an aspect of like, okay, that doesn't work. Like let's try something new or, yeah, you know, let, let's switch up our schedule today or whatever it is. Um no one really needs to be set in stone in this partnership. So that's really cool. Um and then, yeah, just that split definition really shows us that both of you actually really operate super well in partnership um, that goes beyond romantic relationships. It it includes business partnerships, right, or friendships. And so it really makes sense that um, both of you would be thriving with being partners in a project. Um, so overall, it's just really amazing to look at both of your charts and, um, you know, That's, that's essentially, that's not like all I do in a human design chart reading, of course, but this is a very brief dive into the kind of information that you would get, you know, and,
2: and um, do you guys have any questions for me? I just want to, say this is so fascinating. Yeah, this is so fascinating. We're kind of looking at each other as we talk to you and we're like, oh my goodness. Yes. Nailed yes. it. Nailed, Nailed it. it. Nailed it. I
1: yes. love it. Are you guys together right now?
0: Oh yeah. We're we're, we're sitting <laughs> in a closet <laughs> recording. It's my dressing great. room. It's our dressing room. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we so
2: awesome. Sit down. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so funny. So, so good.
0: Yeah. So we're together. Um, but yeah, we were talking right before we started recording with you. We were we were talking about how we both do really well when we have, we get to be our own bosses and just have our own right, schedule right. where it, it's maybe not a set schedule. We just kind right. of
2: go with our intuition. Yeah. Like just, my, my first yeah. career was in accounting. It was eight to five every day at my desk, which I didn't and, love that. Well, I, I love the work. Yeah. I love the numbers. I love solving problems. Sure. But the, grind of being in the same environment every single day for a number of years was really killing my soul. Yeah, and yeah. No day is the same for me. Like if I had to go to the same office every single day, it would not fit. But I love yeah. like I'll see my patients for a couple days in a row and then I'll work on my entrepreneurial stuff for a few days. And then I'm, I'm a mom to a 13 year old and that's changing every day. So I love the ebbs and flows mm-hmm. of the change of my days. Yeah,
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And you can deal with a little bit more stimulation than Renee. Um, just like you have a little bit um, – it's kind of going back to that like 2-4 four versus 4-6 four, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, like you're really doing well with um, – you know, having a having a schedule that's fluid and being highly stimulated throughout your day, and like managing being a um, practitioner along with being a mom with all this stuff, you know that you're you're obviously have a high capacity. And Renee, you as well, but you do need a little bit more peace, like what you were talking about before, like your variables. So when I'm talking about variables, these are specifically like. Based on the numbers of your chart and the arrows. Mm-hmm. Um Renee just needs a little more peace. She needs to schedule in a little more downtime, even yeah. though if she wants to be, she's an incredible multitasker.
2: Uh-huh. Um
1: and <laughs> so that's just part of being a manifesting generator. Yeah. Um so yeah, all of this information, it's just um, it's pretty incredible how accurate it is, you know?
0: It's so accurate. And I do, I mean. Amy and I are both, you know, very intuitive and really great at observing and like I she can totally can she, I mean I don't know, she just she's a mom and she does all these mm-hmm. things so she like has to rise to the occasion and I'm not mm-hmm. a mom yet and <laughs> I know I will rise to the occasion when and when that happens but yeah, I find that I have a very like I have a container and like I I I can't let the container overflow and if it does then I really have to rest for several days. And it's such a balance fine, you know, figuring that out for myself. Um, Cause I give so much to my patients and my work and, you know, this, this healing journey I'm on to help, you know, so many others thrive. It does take a lot and I am more sensitive and um, it's just so, it was so relieving to have you tell me this when we had our reading. I literally, Thought like, wow, like I can have rest days and I don't have to feel guilty about it. It was so nice, it's still Absolutely. hard, but it's so much better. Yeah, well,
1: you know, why it's still hard, why is because you have that open root center? Amy's probably better at resting than you are, like, yeah. she can actually wind down and check out for a second. Um, when you have that open root, it's um, kind of like you feel this pressure of having a never-ending to-do list. So even though you need to wind down and take a rest, it's just really hard to actually do that. And so like I'm the same way as you. And so like even watching movies, I have a really hard time settling in and watching a movie without thinking of like my literal never-ending to-do list, you know, all the things I could be doing or whatever. Uh, And so really prioritizing like self-care is being like, No, Renee, like we are going to relax right now for 45 minutes. You can put your life on pause for that long. Turn your computer and your phone off and like be present, you know?
2: Yes. Yes. In other words, just say, screw it. I'm watching a movie. Yeah. Or like reading (laughs) Harry Potter and reading the (laughs) I love that
1: Amy just said that because it's going to be so much easier for her to do that.
0: Easier for her. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Of course.
0: Yeah, like, there was a time, I don't know how long ago it was, it was a while ago, and we were going to record the podcast, we had a date to record, and Amy was like, and I'm getting so much better, but Amy was like, you know, I'm sick, and, you know, we shouldn't record, and I was like, I am so grateful that she just said that because i don't feel good either right now and i don't know if i would have told her i'm so tired and i don't have energy for this but she like it was so helpful for her to be like no but i mean now i can do that for myself this was probably like a while ago um but you know you're you're so much better at Mm -hmm. just innately it's something i like have to constantly work at because i'm also a type two for the enneagram so it's hard for me Ooh yeah Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) Ooh, she knows What
0: what are Charlotte, what's your Enneagram? Um, That's like, uh, it's funny. I have
1: opinions about the Enneagram. Like I love it. Don't get me wrong. I think it's an incredible system. Obviously, I have had a lot of experience with it. Now, my one issue with it, if it's okay to share, yeah. is that I feel that when we are answering the questions – inherently, you know, to get our type, inherently, we're answering from a conditioned space. Yeah. You know, we're all still conditioned. We're really trying to do the work to decondition. Okay. But when you're answering those questions, it's from a, a, a person that, you know, human design tells us, no, this is truly yeah. who you're meant to be. And when you get your reading, you're like, okay, on a very deep level, that resonates. That Whereas- Yeah, with with the Enneagram, you're answering from this place of like, you know, Renee, you're 31 years old. You've been conditioned for over three decades, right? right? And so that's my only issue that I'll say. I agree with with that. I think it's important to cross-reference human design. Um, That being said, I know some incredible um, Enneagram coaches that I would love to work with to get more clear. But I believe I'm a 7. Now, that's the enthusiast. It's That's very awesome. Gemini energy.
0: Yes. Uh, that means for sure.
1: However, the seven – you know, my dad was a seven, and so part of me feels like maybe I've been conditioned and projected on to believe that I'm a seven because he was. Wow. Um, so and hard to say. Mom,
0: what are you, Amy? And my mom's a two. She hasn't done – my mom's a two wing three, I, I'm pretty sure. And I'm okay. a two wing pretty sure, and that makes complete sense. Like you model – what you are around and that's your conditioning so it makes total sense but like I love helping others obviously that's the two totally totally to my detriment sometimes because that's like how I've only my mom like is such a helper cares for everyone does everything for everyone and it doesn't always benefit you it's really hard to sit with that energy in a balanced place so I totally understand what you're saying
1: Absolutely. And just the last thing I want to say in case anyone's really into the Enneagram or like great. they're an Enneagram coach, it's great. It's
0: a great tool. Amazing.
1: Yeah. It's like follow what resonates with you, right? And so for me, it almost just felt like I graduated onto human design, but I still think there's a lot of value in personality typing.
0: I agree. I think any type of personality typing, energy typing is it's just helping us get closer to ourselves and that's, you know, a
1: thousand percent.
0: And that's, what's the most beautiful part about being a human being. It's like, how can we get closer to our hearts in order to connect with our deepest self so that we can connect with others in this world? Cause that's, I mean, that's what it's all about. Exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. And I yeah. feel like that's what you do so beautifully with human design. It's like, you just want people to operate from their deepest place of authenticity and love. And, you know, that's why I just love you.
1: Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Um,
0: this has been awesome, you guys. I loved talking with both of you. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so
2: much. Fascinating. This
0: was amazing. And we are so grateful to have you on here. And thank you so much for giving up, you know, part of your afternoon with us. And, you know, we just really love what you're doing in this world and how you're, you've so stepped into your authenticity. It's just so inspiring and expanding for all of us. Thank you. I love that. Um, Yeah, I'm so honored to be chatting with you ladies.
1: And thanks for giving me the opportunity to share a little bit more about my healing journey um, because it has really come full circle at this point. And and I really like my intention with wanting to share my healing journey, um, you know, in combination with human design is just that. I want to inspire people that, like, you can heal. Absolutely. Like, I have been bedridden, so sick, chronic joint pain, immensely depressed and anxious. Yeah. And years ago, I could have never thought that my life would look like this, that I would be healthy or capable enough to even be able to birth a baby or carry a baby. Like, there's so much that my healing journey has showed me. And it's just like, just know that your darkness will show you the light, you know, mm-hmm. and that you can heal, um, but you're going to need to do the deeper inner work.
0: Absolutely. I I want everyone on this planet to hear that. It's so true. We just we got to show up for ourselves and do the work. So mm-hmm. thank you so much and everyone out there you can follow Charlotte Dupont on Instagram. She has several different handles. She has um Charlotte sure. Dupont, you have Charlotte Dupont photo or photography. Yeah, I'm Charlotte L. DuPont. That's
1: my main essentially like personal Instagram where you'll get a lot of my life and human design information, etc. I don't consider myself a human design teacher. I'm specifically a guide. Um, that may change down the line and I may offer some mentorship opportunities. Um, I'm also a photographer. I work with um, brands and people to just create dynamic portraiture. Um, yep. Yep. And then I've got a couple other side projects going that you'll be able to find through my main profile, yeah. but I am a classic Gemini. I
2: <laughs> like to do
1: a lot of different things and stay stimulated because I get bored very easily. <laughs> um,
0: That's awesome.
1: So yeah. Come, come over and follow. And, um, you know, yeah, I I'm, I'm so excited for this opportunity And and thank you ladies so much for having me.
2: Thank you, thank you so, much.
0: so much, Charlotte, and thank you all for being here, and make sure to tune in on iTunes, and if you have any questions for Charlotte or Amy or I, just comment on our most recent post, and we're happy to answer, and be sure to follow Charlotte, and we hope you all have an amazing day. Bye. Bye. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Be Natural Radio for more tips and tricks on how to live your healthiest life. This podcast is sponsored by Real Beauty Food, Inc., makers of skin Tea.